So I mentioned earlier that the Adrenochrome audio journal entry, I wouldn't say jumped off, but it got attention. All right. And so in that same vein, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into clinical studies that were done on adrenochrome back in the day before it became what we know it as now, before fear and loathing, before, you know, it got tied to global elites and so on, before it got tied to, to child kidnapping and child trafficking and human trafficking. And I'm going to read a bit about, you know, some of the studies that were done. I'm going to read an excerpt of a study. All right. The study is called um, The Adrenochrome Hypothesis in Psychiatry. All right. So this was first published in the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine back in 1990 all right but before i start reading i probably didn't even need to announce this because you wouldn't have known but i'm gonna go get my smoothie and then i'll be back to read more all right and then i'll post the link and y'all can read it all right so like i said i'm gonna post this link in the show description but uh so i'm not gonna read it all but I'm going to read a certain section here, all right? Is adrenochrome made in the body? As soon as scientists discovered adrenaline turned pink in solution, it appeared likely that what happened in vitro could also occur in the body. Adrenaline is a member of a class of catecholamines, which polymerize very readily. The melanins are their polymerized, oxidized, and iodized catch-all aminase, or aminase. Sorry, catch-all amines. All the conditions required for the oxidization of adrenaline to adrenochrome in vivo are present. These are, one, the substrate, nor noradrenaline, adrenaline, two, the enzymes and metallic oxidizers which convert adrenaline to adrenochrome or accelerate its auto-oxidation. Auto-oxidation doesn't require an enzyme. The oxidation of adrenaline to adrenochrome in water is an example. It requires oxygen and it's... I know this is dry scientific talk, but still. It requires oxygen and is accelerated by traces of metals such as copper irons. We have discussed the theoretical argument for the formation of adrenochrome in several previous reports. Ideally, final proof would have been gained when adrenochrome crystals extracted from the body are in one's hand. But because adrenochrome's uh, solution is so reactive, it is highly unlikely that it can be extracted. It will have to be stabilized first by combining it with another molecule. Adrenochrome semicarboxide is a stable derivative. Perhaps this could be made in blood or other fluids and then extracted. Now that sounds like it's some contradiction shit, but hold on. Let me get to the end. 
However, any stable derivative will do. Nature has already made a number of stable derivatives with catecholamines. Thus, tyrosine from the melanins in skin and other tissues. Albinos are without melanin pigment because their bodies don't have the enzyme needed to oxidize the tyrosine to melanin. Albinos do have a reddish pink pet, uh, pig, a reddish pigment in the pigmented areas of their brains. They can form pigmented indoles, most likely from the noradrenaline and adrenaline. Tyrosine melanin is more than brown, black, red area compared to neuromelanin, which is usually red. Adrenochrome and noradrenochrome are red. All right. Adrenolutin is another derivative of adrenochrome and more stable in blood. Hoffer and Kenyon in 1957 showed that the compound made in blood from adrenaline, now Leach and Heath 1956, was adrenolutin. Leach and Heath found that the rate of conversion was greater in schizophrenic blood compared to normal blood. In our studies, adrenaline added to serum was gone within one hour and replaced by adrenolutin. There it is more stable due to the presence of reducing substances such as axorbic acid, glutathione, and sulfadryl groups in protein. Copper irons increase the oxidization, or the oxidation, fuck. Yeah, okay. Copper irons increase the oxidation of adrenaline to adrenochrome. Recently, Dalla, Gangili, Rupp, Beamish, and Dalla in 1989 measured adrenolutin in plasma. They found surprisingly high concentration. In rats, injection of adrenaline was followed by several fold increase in adrenolutin formulation in plasma. The level came down at 15 and increased thereafter. Large amounts of injected adrenaline released endogenous catecholamines means. Injections of adrenochrome and adrenolutin yielded maximum blood levels at 15 minutes. Injections of noradrenaline and dopamine also increased adrenolutin levels. The natural levels in blood were many times greater than concentrations of adrenaline. Doubt about the ability of the body to make adrenochrome and its derivatives has been replaced by interest. This is the this is especially in true three areas: neurology, cardiology, uh, and more recently psychiatry. The research in cardiology shows that adrenaline is very readily oxidized into adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is toxic to myor myocardial tissue and may, may be very responsible for fibrillation, or fibrillation and sudden death under stress. Myocardial tissue is very high in the enzyme which oxidizes adrenaline to adrenochrome. Cocaine blocks two of the enzyme systems the body normally uses to destroy adrenaline, thus forcing more in, of it into the adrenochrome pathway. Is this the explanation for sudden death associated with cocaine abuse? The neurological study suggests that dopachrome, the oxidized derivative of L-dopa, is responsible for some of 
in brackets, lie degenerative changes in the brain. Just a all point out that the cerebral cortical areas rich in catecholamines are prone to age-related neuronal, neuronal loss. Brainstem areas containing high concentrations of dopamine and noradrenaline exhibit significant neuron loss with aging. These patients also risk developing psychotic symptoms since dopachrome is like uh, adrenochrome. Vitamin Vitamin B3, niacin, or niacinamide protects brain tissue against some of the toxic effects of adrenochrome. Eyeing the B3 in my closet. Not that I take adrenochrome. <laughs> but, such as EEG changes and schizophrenic-like symptoms. In our opinion, all patients with Parkinsonism should be taking vitamin B3. It will not protect them from the ataxia and tremor will prevent psychiatric changes or reverse them if they have occurred and may prevent further loss of neurons are the aminochromes hallucinogens the two classic hallucinogens are mescaline derived from the cactus peyote and dyslergic acid diethylamide so DLSD25 which is extracted from ergo LSD is the most active of the hallucinogens, i.e. 100 to 200 mcg will cause a reaction lasting 6 or more hours. One second. Much more mescaline is required to produce a similar reaction. These compounds do not cause schizophrenia, but do cause a reaction in normal people with which mimics schizophrenia. They produce what is usually written as monopsychosis. Only three of the aminochromes have been tested for hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic properties, uh, adrenochrome, adrenolutin, and leucoadrenochrome. 5.6 dihydro, dihydroxy, oh boy, 5.6 dihydroxy and amethylinodol. The first two are hallucinogens, but the third isn't. On the contrary, it's a very effective anti-anxiety compound. Ooh when given sublingually for some very tense individuals, producing an effect within 5 to 10 minutes. The evidence for these conclusions is available in a book called The Hallucinogens. The reactions induced by adrenochrome and adrenolutin are somewhat different. Adrenolutin causes changes which are more subtle, with fewer perceptual illusions. It tends to flatten mood more and it's just wait, last way longer. Adrenochrome causes more perceptual changes, but they are rarely as pronounced as those caused by LSD or mescaline. Its effect may last a long time. It produced a two-week paranoid depression in one of us, AH, in one of us, and a one-week paranoid depressive reaction with visual illusions in a distinguished colleague of ours. Wow. So... And this goes on for pages, so I suggest y'all read. There's a lot of, I suggest when you go on DuckDuck, go search studies. Don't get caught up looking at whether Tom Hanks fucking was doing a junior chrono and shit. Look for the studies that date back several years. Interesting stuff. All right. Interesting, but also horrid if it's being used for the purposes that it's being used for now. So... 
Thank you all for listening to that dry scientific narration. I fucked up several words, but had to get read. All right, peace.